Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week we're airing a message entitled, How to Deal with Criticism. In How to Deal with Criticism, Pastor DeMichael will guide us through a story where a woman in the Bible was criticized for her good deed. Everyone at some point will have to deal with criticism, whether it is merited or not. The power that we have when criticized is in the power of our response. In this week's lesson, we will be given some sound and practical advice on how to deal with this sometimes difficult issue. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to order today's message, stay tuned until the end of today's program for a phone number and address where you can order a copy on CD. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. Someone once said that before you criticize a man, walk a mile in his shoes. Therefore, once you've criticized him, you'll be a mile away and you'll have his shoes. <laughs> and that's what I want to talk to you about this morning, is the subject of how to deal with criticism. How to deal with criticism. Take your Bibles and turn to Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14. This is something we've all had to deal with, will have to deal with, as long as people are people. And uh, truth be known, we've found ourselves, if we're honest, on both sides of this equation. Uh, we have been the criticized, and that's typically what we notice the most, but if we're truthful about it, we've also been the criticizer. And so I'm mainly going to deal with how to deal with criticism when it's directed towards you. There are some strategies that are biblical, but uh, we'll also touch on the other as well. Mark chapter 14 and verse 1, the Bible says, After two days was the feast of the Passover and of unleavened bread. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by craft and put him to death. But they said, Not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar of the people. And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious. And she brake the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves. Now here comes the criticism. And said, why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. And Jesus said, Let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. For ye have the poor with you always. And whensoever ye will, ye may do them good. But me ye have not always. She hath done what she could. She has come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. Verily I say unto you, Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. This woman here, uh, her name uh, not given, but uh, when you think of what the Lord said in verse 9, she is maybe one of the most famous people in the whole Bible. Because the Bible tells us that wherever the gospel is preached, uh, this deed is to be spoken of as a memorial of her. In other words, the Lord thought a lot of what she did. Amen. 
But in spite of that, there were detractors, weren't they? And they had their criticisms. I think of 2 Corinthians chapter 10 where the apostle Paul, speaking to the church at Corinth and literally having to defend his ministry to his own converts because of those that came in behind and criticized him from everything from soup to nuts, including his demeanor, his size, his mannerisms, even his voice. They said his speech is contemptible. On the cross, it was said of the Lord Jesus Christ, others he saved, but himself he cannot save. They criticized his claims. They criticized this woman for this thing that she did to Jesus. It frankly wasn't any of their business, but they felt compelled to criticize. And they criticized Paul. In spite of all that he had done, they still found room for criticizing. We've all been on both sides of this equation, as I said earlier. And uh, if we're truthful, uh, we'll realize that we've done some criticizing ourselves. Now, the opposite of criticizing, to my way of thinking, is flattery. Someone once said, grant me prudently to avoid him that flatters me and to endure patiently him that contradicts me. Flattery is a counterfeit money which, but for vanity, would have no circulation. Flattery is telling the other person precisely what he thinks about himself. And then some wise person once said, chickens don't praise their own soup. <laughs> but probably one of the most profound things I've ever heard on the subject of flattery outside of the Bible was penned by William Shakespeare, who said that he that loves to be flattered is worthy of the flatterer. J.C. Penney wrote a book entitled, What an Executive Should Know About Himself. He asked this question, can you take criticism? Then he quoted Chicago department store magnate Marshall Field. Those who enter to buy support me. Those who come to flatter please me. Those who complain teach me how I may please others so that more will come. Only those hurt me who are displeased but do not complain. They refuse me permission to correct my errors and thus improve my service. J.C. Penney developed his comment underlining the importance of criticism. He wrote that praise is a wonderful pick-me-up, but it is only through criticism that we are enabled to know that we have been doing wrong and thereby correct our failures and shortcomings. We would call that constructive criticism. An old divine said, when he put it bluntly, how criticism can help us as Christians, he said, quote, criticism is the manure in which the Lord's servants grow best. So there is that kind of criticism, constructive criticism. And you know what? We should be thankful for that kind of criticism. The Bible says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. And uh, we should value somebody who is a friend who's willing to risk the relationship now and then and tell us the truth when they see that we're making an error.
That's something to be valued. But today I want to focus mostly on the kind of criticism that we saw uh, in the scriptures this morning, Un unwarranted, unmerited, uh, some, would, some would put it unfair, and uh, life is filled with it, and uh, you will be subject to it. And so let's talk about four rules for dealing with criticism. Number one, remember that it's inevitable. Remember that it's inevitable. And by the way, since it's inevitable, don't try to stop it. Trying to stop it, frankly, is a waste of time. Anything that moves causes friction. The only way around being criticized is to say nothing, to do nothing, and be nothing. And you might avoid being criticized. I've often said that there's only two things the brethren will not forgive you of. One is failure, and the other one is success. I think of George Mueller. Back in the 1800s, who in Bristol, England, started an orphanage that in his lifetime helped over 10,000 orphans. If you know anything about England in the 1800s, orphans living on the streets were, were the blight of not only all of England, but particularly of London. Uh, they were a source of shame. They were a source of crime. And uh, these kids had nowhere to go. Many of them were dying on the streets. And with no government support whatsoever, George Mueller ministered to over 10,000 of them in his lifetime, leading most of them to the Lord Jesus Christ, educating them, clothing them, take care of them, and putting them out in society, getting them off the streets and out of a life of crime, and making them productive citizens. And yet there were those that found room to criticize. Some even went so far as to say that he overeducated them beyond their stations in life. Imagine that. I remember Brother Lester Roloff with the homes for boys and girls back in the 70s and into the early 80s before he died in a plane crash. Uh, the media referred to the kids that would go around with Brother Roloff and quote the scriptures, sometimes whole chapters at a time, and sing. Uh, the media called them Roloff's robots and accused him of brainwashing them, to which he replied, and he said, yes, and I'm using King James wash water. You see, you can't get around being criticized. We want to thank you for being with us today. It is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, How to Deal with Criticism by Pastor Rick DeMichael. In this week's lesson, Pastor DeMichael has revealed that criticism can very often be a ploy of the devil to discourage us. The devil has many approaches to getting us frustrated, and he knows one of the most effective tools is through our pride. One thing that can make criticism so hurtful is when we pour ourselves out in a loving manner, trying to help people, and our efforts are met with criticisms. It is at these times, as Pastor DeMichael makes clear, that we are to realize that the same could be said of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who offered love and was met with scorn, rebuke, and criticism. Yet he chose to extend his love, despite the opinion of others. In the end, criticisms are inevitable and uncontrollable, but it is up to the Christian to approach the critics 
with the same love and even forgiveness that Jesus Christ has extended to us. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to order a copy of today's message, CDs are available for a suggested contribution of $5 each. Our address is Treasures of Truth, care of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, 1300 South Terry Avenue, Meridian, Idaho, 83642. Our phone number is area code 208-888-4545. Our webpage address is www.tvbc.org. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church. We welcome you to our services on Sunday at 9.15 a.m. for Sunday School, at 10.30 a.m. for morning worship and preaching, at 5.45 p.m. for Bible preaching and teaching, and also on Wednesday at 7 p.m. for more Bible preaching and teaching.